0: Hello, I'm Suzanne. And I'm Zoe. And Zoe is back and you're listening to Sex Advice for Seniors. We're still sponsored by Sunset Satisfaction, just in case any of you are interested in buying pleasure objects for your loved one or yourself. Butt plugs, books, all sorts of stuff we sell. And um, yeah, you can go there and check it out. Zoe and I thought today, in light of some of the recent news reports about a certain well-known personality that we might talk about the issue of consent. Zoe, you said you had some thoughts about consent.
1: Um, So, you know, it's interesting. We were just chatting before we hit record um, a little bit about about consent and about how it seems um, in some senses like just a no-brainer, you know? Like, do you want to do this? No. Okay, we won't do it. Do you want to do this? Yes. Okay, here we go. But um, but it get, it can get really complicated, especially when alcohol or you know some form of intoxication is involved. Um, so Planned Parenthood has a really simple model of consent that um, that I think is is pretty good. There are a couple different ways to look at consent that I usually talk about. So um, Planned Parenthood the the um, what is it called when you have it's fries. Um, acronym. The acronym is fries, like French fries, F-R-I-E-S. Freely given, reversible, informed, enthusiastic, and specific.
0: So freely given,
1: right? Consenting is a choice you make without pressure, manipulation, or under the influence of drugs or alcohol, right? You're not, if you are intoxicated, you're not, uh, I mean, to a point, to, to a certain point, you're not able to freely give consent because you are, you don't have all your faculties. Reversible, right? I usually say revocable, but reversible. Anyone who, anyone can change their mind about what they feel like doing anytime. If you've done it before. And even if you're both naked in bed, right, you can be in the middle of the act and you, and if you say, you've said, yes, I want to have intercourse with you then you're in the middle of the act. I'm changing my mind. This is no longer what I want to do. You, you need to stop doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Informed. You can only consent to something. If you have the full story, for example, if someone says they'll use a condom and they don't, there isn't full consent. If someone Mm -hmm. says they're on birth control, if they have a womb, they're on birth control, but they're not really, um, and, and often this is, you know, if you have a sexually transmitted disease and you don't disclose that, right, you're not giving consent. Yeah. Enthusiastic. When it comes to sex, you should only do stuff you want to do, not things that you feel you're expected to do. And specific. Saying yes to one thing, like going to the bedroom to make out, doesn't mean that you've said yes to others, like having sex, intercourse. Um, so that's the, that's the planned parenthood version there's something else that people talk a lot about which is called active consent right affirmative honest conscious voluntary sober and ongoing Mm. basically covers the same things Yeah, um, yeah just in a little bit of a different model active consent is not silence a lack of protest a lack of resistance or assumed to exist based on past or current sexual dating or marital relationship. Right. In other words, you're married, your spouse can actually rape you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that that does go on in relationships. Yes. I suspect, you know, a lot of people that I, I know when I've spoken to some women of my age and talked about their early sexual history it was almost always under the influence of something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and and I know that even the very act of having sex when you're not drunk, when you haven't had a drink, when you're not drunk, when you haven't taken drugs and everything, some people find that really, really, actually really challenging. Like, yeah really hard like getting to that deep level of intimacy without the aid of any substance is can be really difficult for a lot of people I know that and I and that's why the consent thing sometimes can be a bit gray I think because as much as it all makes perfect sense the reality is there's a lot of people that have probably never had sex sober oh many 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 Like loads, right? I don't know what the stats are, but I suspect they're significant. And then where does all that stuff sit? If you're not fully present, if you are, you know, I say, well, then it's not consensual. But of course, um, if you wake up in the morning and it's all happy families, then that's good. If you wake up in the morning and it's not all happy families, then that's bad and and I know that a friend of mine today we were chatting about his kids and he was saying that the the whole thing that's happening between the genders and a lot of blame that's being placed on males for not stepping up in the way that women think they should is making it really hard sometimes for guys to know what are these new rules that we've got and I get that You know, I get the fact that not everybody wants to be in a relationship with somebody, especially in the early days where I think it's sexy to go, can I kiss you? And then I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's hot, right? You know, and you could play around with all of that. Can I do this now? Can I do that now? Right. And that's, that's, I think that can be really fun. But a guy wrote on TikTok and said, one woman said, "I hate it when guys are constantly asking me if it's okay. I just want them to be a bit
1: more spontaneous." So, I, you know, it's interesting because I'm, I am somebody who. <laughs> this is where my personal preferences and my professional um, <laughs> perspective clash. Sometimes, um, I'm someone who. In my personal life, when I engage in sexual activity with someone else, I really don't like for them to ask permission. It's a turnoff for me. I mean, it, I mean, it is isn't. it isn't. There's a, an artful way of g- garnering consent and checking in with me, and I really love that and I respect that. But there's yeah. an aspect of me wanting, as a dyed-in-the-wool submissive, I want yeah. to be taken, right? Yeah. And so how do you balance consent with being taken in my case at my age with the loads of experience that i've had i try to do a lot of that talking and determining up front in advance so that when we get to the actual act the consent is sort of given up front and then there are ways of checking in you know um along the way um but it, but it is true, and, and I just said it, I, I, I'm coming, I've been away in the desert in Southern California in Joshua Tree all weekend for days, teaching um, at a big yoga and music festival called Bhakti Fest, really beautiful event if you uh, are so inclined. I think there might be one in May coming up, we'll see. We're just back after the pandemic, but I've been doing this for 10 years, um, or more, actually. And um, and I was just saying to in a, one of in a workshop that I was teaching on energetic intimacy, we were talking about consent and um, how how it can be so. Men are in a, a tough spot right now, yeah. And I recognize that I'm sensitive to that, and the idea that we are connecting. Uh, He was very moved that his partner who he didn't know, I I have them partner with people that they don't know to do some eye gazing and things. And he felt very moved that this woman trusted him, you know, that found him trustworthy or believed that she could just relax into this exercise with him Um, Mm -hmm. and how on eggshells he feels as a, as a, you know, a, human being in a body with a penis, you know? Um, So I, I think there's a, you know, the, the question of alcohol is challenging. And, and I think that one of the things without victim shaming at all, I think that you have to, if you're going to drink and you're going to engage in drunk sex there's a certain level of consent that you need to garner from yourself yeah you know and take responsibility for the level to which you're disabling your 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 you know cognitive faculties
0: yeah yeah uh, but you know on the flip side i think that you know you were talking about kind of you know domination submission bdsm all that kind of thing My experience also of that is that you set the clear rules at the beginning, you discuss the safe words, you discuss what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with. You know, I've done this with people where they have checked in, and it's not intrusive. I find it really respectful. But I also know that there's a huge part of that community who have watched too much porn. They've indulge in too much, you know, stuff where there's no consent. Uh, They read Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever the fuck they read. And, you know, they they think that's appropriate. That's appropriate behavior. And I think for me, the reason why I've tended when I've been involved in those dynamics, I've always really enjoyed it with somebody who's quite experienced and spent a considerable period of time in that is because I have been in that scenario where a guy came over we sort of discussed what we liked it was all very playful and then he came over and went into that kind of like you know cliche dummy role and he literally was on top of me and he was a big tall guy he was like six six he wasn't and I'm you know, five, four, five, five. And I just said, get off of me, get off of me. And he said, what, what, what? And I said, I'm not, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not into this. I think it's best that you leave. And he was like, what, what? And I, I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good with this. I, I, I thought I was good with it, but I'm not good with it. And for me that took, because I'm experienced, I was able to do that. But I have to say that the me that was 20 years younger than that, I probably wouldn't have been. I probably would have just let him carry on with his thing and do his thing and then just felt like shit afterwards. And why didn't I say anything and all that kind of stuff? Because speaking up takes courage. You know, these women, a lot of women that are in these in these scenarios with men who have who have got them pinned against the wall underneath their body pinning them down whatever it may all start very playful and everything and then it becomes not so playful and often they feel they have no agency and they just feel trapped literally trapped right and yes. and i and i get the fact that consent is something you need to practice it's not something that just happens you have yes. to practice it all the time, like starting by just being comfortable with saying no, full stop, right? Yeah. No. Yep.
1: Yes. Yes. You bring up such a good point. And one of the things in thinking about talking about this topic today was that I wanted to talk about how to practice consent mm-hmm. with yourself first and then with a friend or a partner in a non-sexual situation, you know, or a partner, potential partner, or a a longstanding partner. Um, A couple of things that I feel, um, I I feel like I I need to just sort of acknowledge. One is that in the experienced, knowledgeable kink community, nobody has consent sewn up like the kink community. (laughs) So good. You have to. Right. And that's yeah. something that's built right into that sort of, um, lifestyle. Yeah. And so what you're speaking to are people who sort of dabble, you know, right. Yeah, when right. I was saying that I'm a dyed in the wool submissive. Yes. When I play in the, in the sort of kink realm, which is less and less frequently as I reach my, you know, hover around 60 years old, I feel like I'm much less I'm, yeah. I have a much less capacity personally. Um, For that kind of intensity but um but even just in regular non-kinky sex I like to be dominated you know and so and I think many people do you know men and women so there's there are subtleties and degrees um and I just wanted to give the kink community a, a little bit of credit in in the way that um that that is communicated, you know, safe words are great. Safe words are great for anybody, any couple, whether you're kinky or not having a a term, you know, if I were to say, you know, um, propaganda. It means that that I want you to slow down or have, you know, or be less intense or uh, more gentle or stop completely. You know, (laughs) sometimes it's easier to just say a word than to have to find the words in the moment. Right. Yeah,
0: definitely. And I think also the thing about those safe words is that, again, you you can play around with them. You can have fun with them. And, you know, you can do everyday things to just get embed them within your relationships, right? So even as I talk about my tea consent, you know, do you want a cup of tea? Yes. Do you want a cup of tea? No. Do you want a cup of tea? Maybe. Uh, we use this whole. I, I, there's a whole animation about called tea consent, equating consent with a cup of tea. And it was like, if somebody doesn't want a cup of tea, you don't ram it down their throat. If somebody says they want a cup of tea and then they don't want to drink it because they just decide change their mind, you don't ram it down their throat. And and again, just it. Some I'm I'm not very good just generally saying no. Just generally I'm. And somebody told me, start with a counselor, a coach, actually, and I and I put it in my post-it note. She said, if you find no difficult, uh, start with let me think about it. Because often it's not that I am don't, I may want to do something, but I'm not quite sure. I haven't, it needs to settle in my brain. I need to process it like, yes, yeah, it's really what I want to do. So she's like, just, use let me think about it as your like word that, that gives you the space to be free to, to make your decisions. <laughs> I was like, that's a good idea. Cause often I just say, yes, yes, yes. And then afterwards I think, why did I say yes to that? That wasn't even fun, you know? So Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think too, there's an aspect of like when you're, look, I'm going to make it really simple. It's so much better to err on the side of caution and ask yeah. permission or communicate or check in. Um, and if it ruins the mood, better that than ruining the mood by assaulting someone unintentionally, yeah, sure. you know? Yeah. And yeah, if yeah. you're just an asshole and go around assaulting people, cut that shit out. <laughs> but if yeah. you're- If you're concerned, I mean, if you're just two decent human beings trying not to hurt each other, better (laughs) to talk about it and to be able, I'd rather be told, you know, that you asking permission kind of ruins the mood. It doesn't do it for me. Then I would say, right, I would say, okay, I get that. But how will I know if I'm doing something that you're uncomfortable with? So let's talk about how to communicate with each other while we're in the, in the act and all fired up, you know, just talk yeah. about it. Agree yeah. up front, you know, we're going to, we're going to experiment here. So how do we, you can use, you know, red, green, yellow. Yeah. You could say, you know, I, I often you, you could say something like, I mean, if you don't want to, you know, just stop the action and say, okay, now I want to debrief for a moment and see what's going on with you, you know, right? You can say, you can say, like, how does, you know, do you like this? Is this still, does this feel good? You know, and that, you know, people say that all the time. Mm, baby, is this good? You liking it? You know, but you can actually honestly say, like, out of curiosity, is this good for you? Or do you, do you, um... You know, where are you on your level? This is a kink thing, right? When you're yeah. playing with that edge of intensity and, and what people can, you know, tolerate pain. Yeah. So you can say like, where are you? What number on on one to 10? 10, 10 being like the most intense or painful or whatever. And one being nothing. Yeah. You can say like, where are you? I'm on a four. And where do you want to be? I'm. Yes. I, I'd like a seven or I'd like a two. <laughs> Well, yeah. Okay. That's a lot of information. Yeah. For some yeah. yeah. To with. So there are ways of communicating.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, you know, outside of the kink community, I think the, the bigger challenge sometimes is you're, you know, you're on a vanilla first date. It seems to be going well. It's, you know, you're the conversations flowing. It's all feeling really good. Maybe one of you is feeling like, yeah, I'm, this is really happening. And the other one is maybe not feeling so good or just not feeling it or whatever. Often, I think I've I've certainly been in situations where I've acquiesced to what I knew was somebody else because I thought, mm, you know, let's just see where this goes. And then it hasn't been all that satisfying and then I didn't really want to see them again. And then, you know, they're calling me up all the time and stalking me and telling me everything was so wonderful. So, you know, you do have to be able to be clear in about what it is that you're, you actually want at that moment. And that's where sometimes drinks and drugs and everything blurs all of that um decision making and you you end up in a crappy place where you wake up and think what the hell did I just do there and I know in one circumstance with one of my kids friends he woke up with a girl she said did you did we have sex he said yes we did are you kidding me she said I don't remember it and she went to the police and he was charged with rape and he was pulled out of university and his life was destroyed from that moment on
1: but you know that.
0: That is, it, it, that's to me, like the most extreme scenario, right? But it also shows me, like, you have to be careful about this kind of stuff. Like, in the recent news reports, these women, some of them waited years for fear of, you know, the fact that, and this, you know, it, he's not the only one. There's there's loads of people that are celebrities that have gotten away with all sorts of shit, right? And people just feel like, I don't have any voice, nobody's gonna listen to me he's got a big law firm behind him yes it's just not I I don't have any voice so you know you really do have to think even from a young age and I suspect that consent is not taught in schools as much as it needs to be we talk about human biology and this part goes into this part and and all of this but we don't talk about you know, boys not having a right to ask for naked photos and spread them amongst their friends, you know. Um, all this kind of stuff that we know goes on with children these days. Yeah. Nobody tells them any of
1: this stuff, Ooh. right? Correct. No one tells you. So We learn about biology. We learn about conception. We learn about, you know, sperm swimming to A. It's all very abstract. No one's talking about relationship. No one's talking about, you know, it's, yeah. And, and the, it's my experience that consent, the, the way consent is covered is, at, you know, like, don't give consent. Don't do it, you know? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just don't have sex.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose Yeah. And maybe that, I don't know if that's the same in, in the UK, but I I suspect in the U S it's just, if you just avoid it, you, you don't have any problems. Right. Right. So so just avoid it and, and therefore ignore all the problems. Right. But, but we do need to teach young people about it because as they, you know, as they grow up and they start watching stuff on social media, all the crap that is out there about, you know, women, somebody's put, on on the TikTok channel, women, are, some women love this form of abuse. And I thought the fact you've used abuse in this sentence, and the fact that, I mean, where does that assumption come from? I said, sure, there are women that may consent to you doing things that other people might really do, just find completely distasteful. Yeah. That doesn't mean that there's a huge group of women out there who are dying to, you know, have like deep throat blowjobs and shit. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I
1: don't and have a statistic on this. Um, but I, so it's all sort of anecdotal evidence from my own practice with women. And I work with a lot of women for many years now and it is, um, I believe that it's every woman's sort of deepest, darkest fear that they will be raped. Yeah. That's the, yeah. I mean, other than killed, right? You know, fear yeah. of death. But Like there is, a, there is being in a female body comes with a certain degree of vulnerability that we can be raped and, yeah. and many women are. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that that's that's a a reality and a sensitivity that I think is starting to surface in in terms of like society, right? And the Me Too movement. And um, so there's a a heightened awareness, and there's a heightened sensitivity. And as with all things that um, in the process of transformation, the The pendulum is on one side, and then it swings all the way to the other side, and then yeah. it, it, you know it, it, I think that this is a little bit of a come up in uh, you know in terms of like the, the the context we live in where we have to really recognize that um that this is not okay behavior and that hundreds and thousands of people are being harmed, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, the conversation I had today with my male friend was around the fact that I said to him, "We live, all women live with fear. I don't think he was saying about the fact the pendulum had swung too far to the other side and he just feels like men are just constantly under attack now. It's just, we're just constantly bombarding them with this isn't good enough, that's not good enough, this is shit, we're doing this, we're doing that. And I said, I, I think you need to appreciate We have been living with fear our whole lives. I'm 62. I'm still walking around with a set of keys in my hand at night.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Because that's what I was told to do because I have been molested on the street. And so I take precautions, right? And my experience is very similar to many, many, many other women I know. And I think it's hard for people in a male body to fully understand the level of heightened awareness and fear we live we constantly live with. And yes, I agree, like we've maybe we have swung too far. Maybe, you know, sure there are good guys out there. We know that. But you know we have to feel we can speak up and that's really for me what it comes down to It's like do we feel we have the right to speak up without being shut down yeah that's it right like if we can't speak up there's no consent
1: yeah yes so i think it's a good time to say like, how do we practice consent with our, with ourselves? How do we, how do we, how do we check in? How do we know? Right. I, you know, I, I think using tea as an example, when you're alone, when you're not actually offering somebody else a cup of tea, when you offer yourself a cup of tea, just slow down and take a moment to say, do I really want this tea? I mean, I, do, look, I'm, I'm sort of working yeah, yeah. on changing my habits around food. So I often will say like, do I want this third taco or were two tacos (laughs) plenty for me? What does my body want? You know, like my mouth and my brain want to eat the deliciousness, but actually I'm full so, you know, really, really just using food, using whatever you're doing, you know, as a, an opportunity to check in with yourself and, and really foster that relationship when you are going out and you're going to be drinking and, you know, whether you're with somebody that, you know, you're probably going to have sex with or yeah. me, that, that opportunity may come up or you're going out to a party and there's a, a, a chance that you'll meet somebody new, right? Make a decision for yourself up front. How much am I going to be willing to do this? I'm going to be drinking tonight. So you know what? Categorically, I'm not going home with anybody. Maybe I'll have a kiss, but that's it. And I'm setting that rule for myself, right? And just give yourself a a framework to work within so that you don't get yourself into, I mean, listen, we've all had that situation, where we are, are sort of trying to navigate our own, uh, you know, we're drunk or high and we can't sort of figure out what it is that we want. You know, I want the taco, but maybe it's not the (laughs) time to have the taco, um, so to speak. And, and so there's a little bit of taking personal responsibility and also, um, um, really knowing yourself and being deeply connected to yourself so that you can access what it is and where you are and not just sort of like run away with some behavior that you may regret later. The other thing is, is that I just also want to acknowledge, I mean, I've been in a situation where I've had to like talk my way out of being raped Yeah, with someone I knew. Um, and it's terrifying. Yeah. It's yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. Now I tried to talk myself out of that situation and I wasn't successful. So yeah. that's, that also is terrifying. Well, I think it's also worth pointing out just as we close that this, this topic is not exclusively about women. These are, you know, I know men that have felt that they've been pressured by women into having sex with them when they didn't want to and really felt ashamed and terrible in the morning and said, I never should have done that. That was a mistake. What was I thinking? And, you know, sometimes, again, there was alcohol involved or there were things being asked that they weren't comfortable with. And I know lots of, you know, again, there are lots of women out there experimenting, trying out new things. And you have to find the person that is is keen to do that with you consensually because often in these scenarios you will find, I, I mean, I know, I've I've been with partners where we've had that discussion and they're like, I don't want to do that. it's not my thing and I'm not going to do that so that's it right and And I
1: think what you're speaking to also is that or or sort of indirectly is is something that's called clinically that's called non-concordance where it's like a you know a woman I've heard men say this well she was wet yeah well Uh yeah Just because her body is responding doesn't mean that there's consent there. And for men, it's really, really difficult because sometimes their body, they'll get an erection when they, I mean, their body is responding to stimulation. It doesn't mean that, that, that that's, you know, they have a brain in their head, not in their penis. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it goes both ways. And I think the checking in with yourself is a really good tip in just practicing being able to say no in everyday situations and then being able to say no in situations that might be a little more confrontational, uncomfortable, and then eventually getting to the point where you feel like you can say no and you can make a decision, you know, a completely conscious decision with clarity and without feeling, oh, I'm going to let that person down. I, yeah. you know, they're yeah. going to hate me forever. And, oh, I bet they're not going to like me anymore. It's like, you just have to get over that and go, it doesn't matter. I'm being clear. I need to yeah. be in a relationship where I can be clear with the other person. Full stop, you know? Yes. Yes. hundred oh. percent. So there we go. Consent. Yes. No. Maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> you Never mind. mind. I changed my mind. I right. changed my mind. You have a choice. Just remember that. You have a choice. This is Suzanne. And this is Zoe. And we're going to say goodbye now. <laughs> Bye-bye.